Welcome to Shanghai Zan, a raw and lively regular debate about China tech, advertising, creativity, platforms, and the intersection of it all. Join us each session for timely and relevant discussions on all things China marketing. We'll be joined by an entire spectrum of China experts, and you can learn more about Shanghai Zan at our website, zanstation.com. I'm Bryce Whitwam, and I'm Ali Kazmi. We'd also like to thank all of you for your continued support, and if you like the show, share with your friends, or better yet, give us one of those magical five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Ali, today we're talking about the travel business and the hotel business, something that has recently gotten a lot of press, given you know the return to travel and the end of the lockdowns from COVID, which obviously impacted the travel industry a lot. I Recall having lots of travel clients in 2019, and then in 2020 and 21, we had very few hotel and travel clients because certainly people were not flying or not spending money. But、uh, you know that the industry is on a rebound, and we're really honored today to talk to Hugh Xu.、Uh, he is a veteran and of the travel and hospitality sectors with over 20 years of experience. Hugh has held key roles in several Fortune 500 companies. Most recently, he served as the general manager and sales of marketing for the Sunmei Hotel Group, or Shangmei,、uh, overseeing 500 properties and 28 brands. Prior to that, he was with the Huazhou Hotel Group, managing sales and marketing for their upscale brands. Hugh's expertise extends to digital marketing and e-commerce, having driven significant initiatives. At the NH Hotel Group and Hyatt Hotels Corporation, Hugh brings a wealth of knowledge to our discussion. He's also、uh, someone who had a bit of、uh, time in the agency world. I know、uh, working with、uh, Omnicom and with WPP. So, Hugh, to, we're really honored to have you, and welcome to Shanghai Zan. Thank you, Bryce.、Uh, thank you, Ali.、Uh, it's my honor to join for the first time to Shanghai Zan for the podcasting for the first time. I'm so excited. Thanks, Hugh. And there will be many more times after this because this is such a great topic. You know, Hugh, with all your experience and background in the hospitality industry, spanning various roles and companies, how have all these experiences shaped and contributed to your expertise in marketing, especially in the digital e-commerce space? Well, it's a it's a long story、uh, for me to join the、uh, travel and hospitality industry by coincidence. Because、uh, I actually I was an agency guy、uh, from the very beginning of my career,、uh, working I was working as an agency guy for eight years、uh, in several uh, leading uh, advertising agency, especially in digital. While、uh, travel and hospitality industry, especially hospitality, is a very you know tradition industry. That is thirteen、uh, years ago、uh, when Hyde decided to. Set up a role in China market to do、uh, digital marketing and e-commerce because they see the market is、uh, really driven、uh, by the digital stuffs in the future. So they try to find some talent from agency because in the in the traditional hotel they cannot find someone who know you know digital stuffs. So they they know how to use the digital marketing to drive business. So I. Happened to join uh, Hyde uh, as a marketing guy,、uh, overseeing digital marketing, e-commerce, 
for 11 hotels in the China market. So from there, I start my, today is my 13 years in the uh, hotel uh, corporation uh, career uh, in China. Uh, experienced a different role, including marketing, brand, e-commerce, sales, distribution, revenue, etc., etc. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, I can't believe. Still today, I can't believe I'm a hospitality. I become a hospitality guy from agency. Yeah, definitely. And just for our listeners, we were talking previously uh, before we started the podcast about the hotel industry in China. You mentioned that the the way that the global and local players are separated. So the global brands, you know, Hyatt, uh, Sheraton, and 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 Marriott, and these brands versus the local players. How would you characterize the market, uh, the local uh, hotel chains versus the global ones? There are key players in the market. They are very proactive. I should say international player, leading chains. Uh, like, like you mentioned, Hilton, Marriott, Hyatt, IG, uh, Wendem, they are getting a good market in, in China in the past years. Yeah. Uh, some of the hotel chain started to be business in the 1980s, last century. So it's, a, it's not a short story for internet chain. Uh, well, uh, the internet chain and the local player, actually, they focus on different markets. While the local chain, like uh, Huazhu, uh, which is famous for its economy brand, Hanting, while for uh, Homin and some other economy brands, actually, this is the major uh, brands of the uh, local player in the very beginning. They dominated the, the uh, economy market. It should be uh, seven, more than 70% of the market share are actually leading by the local player for economy and mid-scale brand. While for the international chain, they are dominated the luxury, up-up-scale, and upscale brands uh, uh, market. So their focus is a little bit uh, different. But the re- recent years, I should say in the past five or eight years, things are changed. So the local player uh, try to penetrate in the upscale market while working with, with the internal chain uh, with a franchisee model, or they can create their own upscale brands or luxury brand even. And the internal chain also try to penetrate in the lower tier cities with a, a local uh, developer and the partners. Uh, see, for example, you know Hilton, uh, Hyde, IG, they all, all have the local partners uh, to do franchise business in the China market. They have different focus, but they are try recent years, they are competing more and more intensive than before, I should say. So it's a, it's, a good, it's a good thing to see more and more players are trying to get more business from China market. The more competitive, the more brands, the more consumer can get a better experience from the brand. And also, um, actually, we, we are also seeing the, the local chain uh, doing better than before instead of a scale. But they spend more investment in the brand experience. The food and beverage, the gas experience, you know, the AI, etc., etc., etc. With the advantage, advantage stuff that the local chain can have 
and also with their local know-how, with the owner and the developer, they get more and more new market in upscale uh, market. But uh, they are still working on that. I remember during the COVID bubble era, which you know around 2020-21, and I was fortunate enough to be able to travel at least uh, to to Beijing and sometimes to Shenzhen and Guangzhou. And at that time, I mean, travel just really, really slowed down. And, and it was frankly depressing to go to a hotel and realize that there was only maybe a handful of us staying at the hotel. To travel at that time required QR codes and tests and all sorts of, sorts of hurdles. But um, I really felt I really felt sorry for the hotel industry at that time because you can realize the cost uh, that they were bearing keeping the hotels open for just a small group of people. You know, restaurants shut down. Uh, it was it was traumatic, right? Uh, and there were a lot of uh, a, a lot of hotel chains. I think that you know closed in a lot of places that you know that weren't that weren't surviving. Uh, I think a lot of us uh, who left the country and came back would spend, spend two weeks at a hotel <laughs> during the quarantine period and uh, we became more acquainted with the <laughs> Lorient hotel chains uh, in in our Shanghai area uh, but uh, definitely was hugely impacted so I guess now that we're looking at a rebound more importantly how do you think that COVID has changed the industry and how has the hospitality sector responded to to the challenges that they faced before? And what are the, some of the things that they're doing to become more effective during the recovery? Uh, that's a good question. I think the three-year COVID-19 period actually gave the hotelier, you know, to, to, to realize, to understand the market and their customer guests uh, more practical. Uh, the, the, the reason why I say that because there's no traffic at all for normal uh, corporate business meeting, event, uh, and you know no co- normal local residence for food and beverage business. No, at that time, so hotels still have to survive uh, to to get some cash flow. So when you mention quarantine quarantine room business. It's a good business, honestly. <laughs> we ha- we all hate the quarantine period, but it's really a bit good business for a hotel. You know, uh, if a hotel can get a quarantine business from the government or from some summer agent, they they feel lucky. They feel very lucky, because at the end of the day, they get a, a, a guaranteed uh, income uh, revenue from there. To run the hotel, and the, the 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 staff in the hotel can get at least the minimum minimum pay uh, during the period, so that's good. But for some of the hotel, if they have not got sufficient quarantine business at that period, they have they, they lost a lot of money. And some of the hotel, uh, sorry to say, they closed their door. Yeah, and some of the hotel are closed even after the. The COVID nineteen period, but uh, this year, as we all expected, the data shows very opt- optimistic, uh, um, realistic uh, to us. 
So according to the uh, tourism data released by the Ministry of uh, Culture and Tourism, the total number of uh, domestic tourists in the first uh, half year this year was was two point three billion, while the domestic tourism income, uh, including the total tourism spending, was two point three trillion RMB, which recovers to almost. Uh, Seven seventy-seven percent and eighty-three percent of the same period in two thousand and nineteen. So more or less eighty percent recovery, uh, respectively, uh, than two thousand and nineteen, which is great. It's a it's a pretty it's uh, actually it's more than more than expected this year. Uh, I think mainly it's mainly driven by the accum- accumulated demand of the past three years. No matter business or for、uh, leisure or for meeting and events, and it, they have a boom period for the first half year. And this summer, according to the latest data released by the the government, actually we got a very hot summer in China. This summer, I mean June to August, the domestic tourism reached one point. Eight billion income reached to one point two trillion yuan.、Uh, the number of tourism received by mo- most of the destinations reaches the highest level in history this year. So it's not bad. It's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a recovering. And personally, I think in the next three to five years, things will be better. Though the overall GDP. Forecast by WPF to China for this year just the five. Next year maybe four or I don't know. It's less than five, but tourism is is getting better. It because it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's really driven. It's not a lot only driven by international travelers. It's mainly driven by domestic. So and also the you know for the leisure travelers, no matter family. Or individual or group are are getting better from the data. So I'm pretty confident.、Uh, have you taken an international holiday recently, Hugh? Well, that's a good question. I I try to find the international destination. Recently, I'm I'm planning a, a trip to Thailand because Thailand they have a visa on on arrival, which is easy. You you don't need to apply the visa to Thailand. And the Prime Minister of Thailand, the new Prime Minister of Thailand, I think I saw the on the TV program. He's a welcoming Chinese traveler in the TV in the airport. I remember maybe around three, four months ago. Actually, as as early as 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 early as last year, late last year. I remember when 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 the borders opened up. I don't know, Bryce, you may or may not know this, but one of the it was just really difficult to get a visa. Um, and it was difficult to get a visa because there was just that you know there was so many people that were trying to get get you know get、uh, get passage or you know travel out to Europe or the U.S. And so what typically took you know fourteen days for you to get a tourist visa to Europe was was taking a month or even longer. And in some cases, you know they were people were basically being turned turned away. And so when Thailand turns around and says, "Yeah, you're welcome, visa on arrival, no problem, welcome." I mean, I, I can see 
you know, when, when Hugh says, you know, that's very welcoming for Chinese travelers. They desperately need the Chinese travelers. But, but you know, the, uh, if we, because uh, we call Auburn, Auburn traveling, uh, Auburn destination, the Auburn destination also include um, China, Hong Kong, China, Macau, and China, Taiwan. So, you know, the number, you guys can guess which is the toughest one for, for China, Auburn destination. I'm going to let, let's, let's ask Bryce this question. Let's see if he knows. Bryce? I honestly don't know. Uh, I would assume that uh, prior to the travel restrictions to Taiwan, it used to be the top destination. I don't know if it is now. According to the data of the sec- uh, first half a year, the number one is China Macau. Oh, it's Macau. I have some. I, I can tell you why. Ah, I see. It's... Most of the in the in the past the the top is this China Hong Kong, I think the change is because of Macau you know, uh, originally it's pretty much a you know gaming uh, driven market, is a they want more traveler from China mainland for gaming, uh, but in China they can, in China mainland they can't uh, you know promote the gaming destination, so they provide more entertainment product. Entertainment, food and beverage, uh, etc., etc. To uh, also, Macau is a good destination uh, with all product uh, services, uh, entertainment for leisure, for family. So it's become a you know a multi-purpose destination for for traveler from China mainland. So you can imagine if a family uh, go to Macau, they can get everything. The member of the family can would like to have, you know, the tight that the wife can do shopping while kids can go to the entertainment stuffs while the uh, old generation they can do sightseeing while the other guys that the man can go to the game gaming area game for for some entertainment as well. So it's it's a, it's a pretty pretty much attractive. They provide more multi purpose experience and product to the customer. I think that's why they win in the first half year for Auburn. Yeah. Uh, another reason because... Uh, Sounds a little bit like Las Vegas. Yeah, like Las Vegas. And also the other reason, the visa visa is uh, very easy for uh, for Chinese uh, to, to get. It's, a, it's a, actually it's a, just like uh, our, you know, ID card. It's not like a visa on a passport. We don't use passports for Hong Kong and Macau anymore. We just use uh, something like an ID card and with a visa stamped on, on it. Very easy. Yeah. So I think that's the reason. Mm, very interesting. And the overseas destination also include uh, Thailand, uh, Japan, Singapore. Uh, Singapore definitely uh, well, is also welcome, welcoming Chinese. Korea... America, uh, less than 1%. Australia, less than 1%. So in total, China, Macau, and Hong Kong, actually, they occupy close to 80% of outbound travelers from China. So can you imagine? So less 20% were for other destinations. Uh, but I think uh, next year, or maybe mo- mo- uh, mo- moving forward, there will be 
some increase from other destinations. Is there still some fear, Hugh, on COVID and COVID-related illnesses in, in, in the mainland? I've spent some time in Europe, and Europe honestly doesn't care about it anymore, and it just seems to be common, you know, everyday life now. Is there still some fear about Europe and different types of versions of COVID still in circulation and that's affecting international travel or is that fear no longer there? Uh, personally, I think for a young generation traveler, we don't care because we have uh, the vacancy. Actually, you know, there's a second uh, uh, wave of the uh, COVID-19 uh, period uh, early this year during the Chinese New Year. So... Uh, it just suffer a little bit. We don't so we, we are not so worried about the long distance travel to overseas destination uh, for young generation. But for honestly, for some uh, you know uh, aged uh, generation, uh, they still have some little worry because uh, it, there's some uncertain uncertainty in some destination. But uh, it's not caused by COVID nineteen. Maybe some other issue. This is a, a dated a piece of research. But when we were studying um, why people go to different destinations, and this was work that we were doing for um, the Abu Dhabi Department of uh, Tourism and Culture, um, which is their travel ministry. Um, I remember that security and safety was one of the number one concerns that Chinese travelers had when they decided to take an international trip for anything that's more than six hours in duration. Uh, is that still the same today? Um, what other concerns do international travelers have? I think in the very beginning, it's, it's like Ali, as, as you mentioned, the, it will affect the main consideration for long-distance tra overseas travel. But now, because the economy are getting back, you know, the international travel... Business, I mean business travel, not leisure travel. Business travel are becoming mandatory or it's, it's very demanding because we need to do business. That's why in the tier one city like Shanghai and Beijing, if there's an international convention event, you will see a lot of foreigners coming to China. While we also have a, you know, traveler, travel, corporate traveler travel overseas to America, to Europe. A lot more than before. It's a, it's it's still driven by by the business for the long distance for for those destinations. Even there's some still some issue, um, no matter politics or some other. But business is business. They still would to do face face you know, communication on site. I think that's a demand. We did a research. We did a research a survey. Uh, to some of our customer, because we have some corporate corporate account to ask them whether you still have the plan or budget for this year or next year to do international business travel. They do, but they lower down a little bit of their budget and frequency because they don't think they can travel as much as before. But they still do that. So that's why Bryce, they are still traveler. Business traveler and also leisure travel travel to New York. There are, yeah, we see we see America in in Shanghai in Beijing. That's business. That's that's uh, pretty much driven by by the business itself. Hugh, I was going to get back to a question with regarding the the domestic market and 
how hotels have digitally transformed themselves. I know that you've got a lot of experience on this. And one of the amazing things that people, when they book hotels or when they interact with hotels within mobile spaces and platforms and things, it's really, really advanced. How would you characterize the hotel digital experience in China versus, let's say, what you might experience uh, in another market? What what are the expectations of of hotel customers in China when it comes to interacting and connecting and booking hotels? It's a very seamless experience. It's incredible, in fact. I I was hoping that you could share some thoughts uh, uh, on this topic. As Bryce and uh, Ali, you you know you you guys have been working in China for several for many years actually. So China is still the market uh, where the consumer own. Uh, the most uh, mobile phone in the market. So mobile booking or mobile traveling. Uh, I, I say traveling via mobile is a uh, is more and more you know popular. I should I should say there's a, there's less people are still using a PC computer to make a hotel booking unless it's a, it's a mandatory. Uh, otherwise, people will use a mobile phone to do booking. Nowadays, the hotel are changing uh, because uh, people are not only make make a booking via mobile. Uh, not they they are not only using our app to do a booking. They use WeChat to do the booking. Nowadays, they use TikTok. Uh, in China, name is Douyin to make a booking. I should say it's very popular, but uh, the traffic is huge. So everybody, uh, most of the, I think that there are a lot of uh, population are using Douyin, uh, the Chinese version of the TikTok, are using that for short video, uh, you know, play on the phone, etc., etc. So the travel and the hospitality brands are using Douyin as a platform to build attraction for their hotel. Say they show us. 30 seconds uh, video of the buffet. They just show a room. They maybe show results. Very nice, very nice uh, swimming pool, etc., etc. Didn't they didn't sell it, but they, they they are seeding the hotel into the consumer in the mindset. They do it in a very uh, smart way. Douyin provided. I don't know. They have a you know very smart uh, mechanism. A digital way to push the short message, to push the short video message to the same consumer again and again, and then after several times, the guy make a booking, They'll buy a package. They can buy a prepaid package. They can do a calendar room booking via Douyin. I think this is very popular. They also do broadcasting. Hotel they do broadcasting. They hire someone, you know, uh, talent to do the broadcasting for, for their hotel. The hotel, the uh, concierge are using Douyin to promote the hotel as a jubo, a sort of, you know, it's a genius. Everybody can host the, the broadcasting. Can you imagine that? It's very popular. They, it's really generate a lot of uh, a GMV from that platform. I think 
This is something. Also,、uh, little red book, 小红书 is also very popular. So things are change. It's not mobile. Mobile is just the the way of working. Everything should be mobile, but now it's more content driven or interest driven. Maybe we can call that interest e-commerce.、Uh, interest in e-commerce. The hospitality brands are doing. We are doing a sort of a social platform. It's, it's very interesting. They earn, earn a lot and save a lot of commission from OTA. <laughs> This is something. I think the market are change, the market are change,、uh, but for corporate business, it's still driven by the normal, you know, way of sales and marketing.、Uh, we have salesperson、uh, working with account and do the RFP every year,、uh, get the contract signed. It's, it's the same, but more and more sophisticated and dynamic. And uh, 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 diversity. The, the market is very, very diversified. We've always known that OTAs take a really big clipping from, and OTAs are online travel agencies. For anyone that doesn't know, but、uh, are you able to kind of give us a breakdown on for a hundred RMB or a hundred dollars? What sort of clipping does the online travel agency get versus an influencer or a KOL that helps sell bookings through Douyin? Do you have some insight on this? Yeah, I can share you some average. I, I will not name the the, the OTA name、okay. or name or a certain KOL some, but I can give you average commission level for OTA. Normally,、uh, they charge fifteen、uh, percent to twenty percent. Based on one night、uh, room fee, say you you spend a thousand RMB, OTA may charge you a hundred, hundred and fifty, or even two、uh, hundred from the hotel. That's OTA normally. For Douyin, they only charge a very small commission, as official commission, less than ten,、uh, just a several percent. But they give more commission, sh- they they share more with the KOL. Share more with、uh, some of the they can they can have some KOL to help them to distribute the product. They are they are working on a, in a way very smart. Okay, well, see Ali, you are KOL, but hotel didn't sign the contract with Ali, but Ali, you can get the product from the public market from Douyin. You can sell that package. If you sell it, if you sold it out. Then you get a, your your commission. The commission is open; it's a public. So that that's that's a model that、uh, I provide product. I provide a very competitive competitive product. Well, I have a distribution guys. I don't know, but they can sell my product. They may sell my product even better than OTA. But I don't know who they are. I don't care. But they sell out, sold out. So it's it's a very smart way to match the distribution, the right distribution touch point, and the right product, and together and sell it. I think this is a smart way. This is something we it's really digital driven, data driven, because the 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 platform they know what kind of KOL should sell what kind of product, or what kind of brands they can recommend. To you, instead of、uh, using a third party, say 
oh, this is Ali, my friend. He's, he's very handsome. This is a price. It's a very international. They can sell a product. But you guys may sell none. But there's a small boy. Oh, well, I can sell. I can sell to my mom, so to my father. Then it's done. So it's, a, it's a pretty much smart. I think that's the way they earn the commission in a smart way. Uh, while OTA are still using the traditional way, because you OTA they they own a majority of the business traveler. The business guests are still book book through OTA, the most, I should say. While uh, the other uh, very important channel is the, the hotel direct sale channel. Uh, hotel have their website, mobile app, loyalty program very important. This is something that. Uh, Hotel chain can define themselves from distribution, higher commission, because the lawyer guests that can bring the lowest uh, cost to the hotel. So loyalty program is still very important for hotel. Yeah, they, they they actually they build every digital stuffs mainly for their loyal customer. No matter app, WeChat, uh, or other you know digital stuffs to serve entertain their lot of customers. And also for lo- local food and beverage, give a discount, give you voucher, you enjoy a buffet, buy one, get one free, etc., etc. I think this is something very interesting. Different roles are grabbing the market in a different way. And through the loyalty program, you typically get best rate anyway. What's your thought on OTAs? Um, from the perspective of, you know, just going back to the point that you mentioned earlier, uh, hotel brands have product, um, they just need efficient distribution. You know, OTAs themselves are also massive advertisers. Uh, and so probably one of their biggest expense, in fact, is the amount of money that they put into, you know, on media and, and search and performance and lead generation and all of this, because they also run their own so-called loyalty program and they have you know very efficient ways of retargeting customers i've always had this hypothesis but i've never expressed it publicly and now that you know i'm not attached to a media business and i'm not attached to any advertising company i can kind of say this would it be accurate to say that most of the money that goes into clients advertising budget that sits you know that gets spent on an ota actually ends up being spent by the OTA on their own advertising. Uh, and in other words, what we're really saying is that, you know, the OTA isn't really driving traffic to your product or to your destination or to your, you know, to your carrier. In fact, they're just investing or reinvesting that money into driving, you know, generating footfall and traffic into their own platform. Uh, does that argument, and I mean, this is my own assessment, but does that argument have any legs, do you think, or is that just uh, my imagination? You are pretty right. <laughs> Let me tell you, OTA is still an international company, internet company. For most of the internet company, their investment in advertising, at the end of the day, all the traffic are getting back to their platform and drive more revenue. Well, the revenue, then they reinvest the revenue, part of the revenue, to advertising again. That's their business model because this is a traffic-driven business for internet company. Think of a way, if someday Alibaba or Jingdong or 
Tencent, they stopped stopped doing advertising. I don't think they are they will be in a good, very good healthy model because they need traffic. Traffic is not free. Traffic is not free. So for OTA, for those internet uh, e-commerce company, uh, traffic is always there, but they have to pay. But nowadays, you will see a lot of OTA and also internet company are trying to do doing their. We call that um, in Chinese. We call it CUI. I don't know how to say it in in, in English. It's a、uh, to build their own、uh, social、um, customer groups and the, do the marketing by their、Private、own domain traffic or something. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. They don't. They don't need to pay for third party. They don't need to pay、uh, other advertising. But they just use some、uh, self-owned benefits and rewards to、uh, to appreciate their、uh, own customer and generate repeat business. So that's the way I think more and more internet company, including OTA, are doing now. Hotel are doing so. But、uh, hotel are doing that via the chain. The chain, the brands are doing some,、uh, you know, social group, uh, and uh, to to invite、uh, the loyalty customer or frequent travel traveler or some some other uh, similar um, uh, guest with the、uh, interest to to to、uh, do the social、uh, communication in the group, and they also. Offer some exclusive、uh, rates or offer、uh, for the special for the、uh, for the customer for the group of people、uh, or target audience, but it's not not public. They provide the exclusive exclusive offer, but not pub public one. So this is something、uh, with the cost saving, uh, but uh, uh, repeat business repeat business repeat guest、um, the ROI is better. I should say,、uh, we did this. We did a similar practice、uh, when I'm working on a, a, a leisure a resort brands、uh, in Huazhou. It's pretty successful, yeah. And those customer they will do word of mouth,、uh, you know,、uh, broadcasting for the brand. If you have a new resort open, they can they will tell their friends because they are your fans. Uh, they will share the good stuffs. They will share the close offer to their friends as a sort of a, uh, a friend raise. Then they invite a new guest or new customer to experience the brands. This is a very smart way. So nowadays, it's very popular in China. Even Starbucks, they are doing the same in China. They have WeChat groups for every Starbucks shop、uh, for their you know local、uh, neighborhood. For customer, they can scan QR code and、uh, join the group, and they give a coupon.、Uh, they organize activity and invite those people to join. Very smart. Lucking Coffee did the most successful case in the past. Yeah, ninety point nine for a cup of coffee. Yeah, very popular. They they always have coupon on. <laughs> Same for hotel. Yeah, you you've been in the hotel industry for twenty years. You've stayed in a lot of hotels. You've worked in hotel industry. 
you've got to have your favorite hotel. Like the place, it not necessarily you work there, but you've got a hotel that, I have mine. Uh, I have to say that I was fortunate to have an office near the Nojin Hotel, the Nuo, uh, in Lido, near the Lido Hotel. Uh, that hotel is absolutely amazing. Uh, I stayed there so many times. Uh, it's a place where in the breakfast buffet, they actually do gourmet made-to-order jianbing where they can, you can add different stuff and tell the chef what you want. It's incredible, man. It's like the best hotel. That's my favorite. So I have two questions. One is, what's your favorite hotel to stay at? Or the one, or a chain, or a hotel? To, and then the second one, who do you think does the best marketing? Which hotel do you think, from a marketer's perspective, they are amazing? And you, they, they are great. So the first one is your favorite hotel. And then the next question is the best marketed hotel. Well, Bryce, you'll give a very difficult question because uh, I'm a marketing guy. I, I, I serve a different brand in different chain. Uh, you know, when I manage a brand, I always say, this is my favorite brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you give me a question, which is your favorite? Okay, wow. Well, I should say... Uh, I think most of the uh, leading chain, they all got a great brands. Uh, everybody loves them. But if you want me to choose one uh, chain, I should say uh, my favorite chain is Hyde. Because uh, this is the first uh, hotel group I joined uh, for my hospitality job. Uh, this is my first uh, uh, chain I served. Uh, and I serve in the, in the, in China from uh, when Hyatt only have eleven hotel in two thousand eleven uh, uh, till I left they developed to forty hotels. Uh, I have a lot of good experience with my colleagues, uh, with the, the owner, with my, my hotel uh, teams. We have uh, a lot of new hotel or nice brands like Andes. Uh, like a high place, grand high, apart higher, open in China market. I am very proud when I pass by some of the iconic hotel. I always show the hotel to my colleague or to to my son or to my wife. Hey, say, this is a hotel I I, I built up. <laughs> but hotel very sophisticated. This no, is it's not only one person. It's a huge team's hard work. But. Uh, I should say Hyde is my favorite chain because Hyde always uh, Hyde has culture. Always give the 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 staff employee a word, which I really appreciate till today. It it is uh, we care our people, our people care our guests. It is people care business. That's I think that's really reflect the the, the core spirit of hospitality. It's not a very nice you know. Architecture. It's not how luxury the hotel is. It's not uh, how technology advanced. It's not uh, you know how, what the location. It is always the people. Because when you stay at the hotel, the 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 people who 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 stay with you, who serve you, and the people who travel together with you, the experience is is unique. It's, it's unique how you feel 
It is the people give you the fuel. It's not the the food give you the fuel. Maybe Jiaminguo is good. I can tell you, Bryce. A lot of a lot of lot of international brand hotel now they can offer Jiaminguo in their buffet, in the breakfast. Cause they know. Yeah, but they do it. They do customized ones. <laughs> yeah, cause they know the customer know it. Customer will see. Wow, they offer this. Well, instead of only bread and yeah, something like that. That's that's why you know some of the international uh, destination hotel they also offer like a porridge to Chinese customer noodles, yeah, to appreciate us. Uh, we like that. Uh, we like that. I think Hyde is a favorite one. Um, but uh, recent years, I, 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 I have more and more like you. You mentioned Nuojin, which is great. I, I really appreciate that you know this uh, contemporary Chinese brand. It's, it is owned by the Capital Tourism. It's a uh, our national. It's a Chinese brand. Uh, the, the product is good. Uh, it only have uh, uh, two or three hotels, but the product is very good. There are more and more contemporary Chinese brands uh, coming from different uh, local chain or international chain. Uh, really give us amazing you know, experience, uh, no matter from the hotel uh, design, but also for the services. It's really uh, international, but also reflect the Chinese culture. I think that's the trend. Uh, Chinese hotel doesn't mean you always use you know, the Forbidden City style. That's not, not, not Chinese. So it should be contemporary with an international standard. Uh, so the international traveler and also our, you know, uh, Chinese traveler can stay and feel the, the comfort and feel the, feel the experience of contemporary Chinese. So that's something uh, I, w- I will like uh, very much in, in, uh, in recent years. I, I was just going to say, I, I, I can totally agree with that. I think one of the best clients I've had was Hyatt Hotels. And uh, every time I walked into, whether it was your office, Hugh, uh, in Beijing, or it was visiting Andy in Hong Kong, regardless of who opened the door, I remember being greeted by your Asia-Pacific president at the day, and, and I didn't know who it was, but I remember being greeted very, very warmly by um, your AP president. He opened the door uh, of his office, and this was after 6 p.m., by the way. He walked us into the you know the big boardroom um, that you had over there. He offered us uh, refreshments, uh, and he called Andy <laughs> over to the meeting room. So I've never had that type of experience. I tell you, like agencies get treated very, very well um, with uh, the Hyatt Corporation. So anyway, thank you. As we know, Hugh, the hotel industry is enormously competitive uh it's in competitive everywhere but it seems extremely competitive in china what kind of recommendations would you normally give let's say a three-star business style hotel what are the common things that you see that from a marketer's perspective that they probably aren't doing properly uh what are some of the common things that you see because as you know a lot of real estate people will invest in building hotels and they'll get it set up and they've got the hardware right, but not necessarily the software. And there's no way that they're going to compete against like a Park Hyatt or or Nordin or something like that because they obviously have a 
a clientele base that's paying less money. So what are the common things that you normally see uh, in terms of marketing mistakes and how would what would your recommendations you would give to improve them? Well, this is a this is also a good question. You know, uh, I should say uh, let's let's take a mid scale brands uh, or upper mid scale brands market, for example. Because uh, nowadays uh, the economy, the brand hotels are you know, it's uh, there are too many economy brands in the market. So the owner who who make a business uh, from uh, make money from economy brands now they are trying to find mystical brands to as a second their their second way to drive more revenue uh, from the brands uh, instead of uh, uh, doing economy brands itself so they they tend to they tend to have some perception I invest a little bit more money. The brands I guess should be, should be, I can I can say it's a upscale brands, though it's a mid scale. I I I should say they should respect the product, the brand positioning itself, instead of would like to use a a mid scale brand a product but sell it. At a, at a luxury rate or, or upscale brand rate. It's a big mistake. Because the aim higher, it's, it's okay. But they have to, to be down to earth. To be should be more practical. Because the market, the mid-scale market, is, is a good market. Because the hotel market of China, uh, there are too many economy brands. They are luxury brands, but the luxury brands for the, most of the time, luxury brands, the owner don't don't earn money, don't earn profit, profit that much. They have a different purpose. They they build a luxury hotel to you know have to 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 have a you know value uh, for their shopping mall for their residence instead of using the hotel to earn money. So. The thing I, I, I would like to say, the owner should be more practical and get back to the brand position very clearly. You build a mid-school brand, you make it the, the basics very on standard, make the service consistent, make the product right, and you offer the right services, product as the brand, as the brand require, then you can earn the money, and you can you can make the business, make the hotel very profitable. Don't expect too much. Just spend a little bit of money, but you want to have a rich cotton. Some I, I can tell you, I have some owner friends. Well, you, I spend twenty hundred. You know, I can. I sh- it should be like a double hotel. You know, come on. Let's get back to earth. Earn, earn the money you should earn. Don't expect too much, especially for nowadays. The market is more and more practical. Ali, you should know that there are more realistic uh, developers are in big issue. You know, they own a lot of uh, loan to the bank. 
You know, nobody will develop it. I don't think there will be more luxury hotel in the next three to five years. I think there will be more upper mid-scale or mid-scale brand in the market. Uh, no matter international chain or local chain, they will compete very com- competitively in this market because mid-scale brand or upper mid-scale is more profitable. More profitable. You invest less money per room, but you can earn more money than economy brands. So manage your expectation, do, do the things practical, and also provide a service or products on brand and consistent that earn the right money in the right time. That's spot on. Great. Ali, are we ready for the A-B test? Yes, we are. Um, number one, test number one, guest experience or brand experience? Guest, guest experience. Uh, local chains or international chains? Global co chain. That's a new word. Can, can I do C? Okay. Global, global co. Yeah. You can do C, of course. Uh, yeah, global co. Got it. A boutique or budget? If there's another, if there isn't another answer, I should choose boutique. Boutique. Okay, got it. Uh, COVID business or non COVID business? Non-COVID business, for sure. <laughs> Non-COVID. <laughs> Non-COVID. All right. Shopping or gaming? Sh- sh- shopping. Shopping. Shopping is better. Shopping is better. Thailand or Macau? Wow. Thailand. Thailand. OTA loyalty or brand loyalty? Brand loyalty. OTA or influence? Or influencer? Influence. Influence. Okay. Influencer. Ex- yeah. ex- exclusive offer or public offer? Exclusive offer. Uh, hardware or software? Software. Hugh, thank you very much for being on the show today and sharing your insights about the, the hotel industry, uh, the marketing side. It was very fascinating. We have not had a tourism travel show until today, so... Thank you very much uh, for joining us. You're welcome, my friend. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's episode. Join us in a few weeks for another exciting show. And to all our listeners, until then, have a great day. 